Hey guys, and welcome. I'm Life Coach Meg Ellis. It's time for you to stop coasting through life, and it's time for you to find your purpose. It's time for you to create your fate. No amount of guilt changes the past, and no amount of anxiety changes the future. So welcome to today's episode of Create Your Fate Podcast. We are back. I am here talking about control. Um, how, if you missed last episode, tune into part one. I have certified, self-proclaimed, control-free, former, former <laughs> overcoming, overcoming, um, recovering, control-freak. Yes. yes. Recovering. I like that. <laughs> I'm a recovering uh, control-freak. Elise Mitchell here back for part two. So. Hello. Thanks for having Thanks me. Thanks for being on. I we mean, we could talk roll. for days about this. Oh my this. gosh. I know. We could. We were getting to all the good stuff, um, too. We were getting into, if you, if you missed part one, definitely head back to uh, the video or the, the show and, and watch or listen. That's how you listen. But get all these deets on, man, why is it so hard to alleviate control? Where is this showing up in your life? And today we're going to be going over all the sneaky ways it's going to be popping up in your life where you didn't even know, oh my gosh, that's me trying to control my life. And when you are trying to control your life, you cannot allow your best life to happen. So we're going to be going over what are these ways that we can continue to apply allowing our lives to happen. So um, let's just kind of follow up where we left off of where what are these sneaky ways that control pops up into your life we know we talked about business uh, whatever you do career you can own your own business yep. whatever it is you can manage a team yeah teamwork any teams that you you are on can definitely pop up and trigger some things but for sure I would say um, I'm not a parent but mm. a lot of our friends are and you know most of my family they have kids you know that people that are my age um, and so I always have kind of pictured myself as a parent as like a crazy helicopter lunatic when people are like oh my gosh she's a helicopter mom I'm like that would be me I'm not going to lie when I'm around my nieces and nephews, like I'm the type that like holds on to the uh, coffee table corner as they turn. Um, I'm the type that's like, uh, we shouldn't be doing that. Someone could get hurt, you know, yeah. like type of control freak. So I don't even have my own kids. I cannot imagine. Just other people's kids. But you worry, I you worry about other people's kids. Yes, I'm just Anxiety, like, can't change the oh future. Oh my gosh. I, have I ever told you that when my, my first nephew, he's 13 now. When he was two years old, it was a Tuesday night. I was up all night worried about him getting his license, having anxiety. What about he was two? About this goes him back getting to the road rage from episode license. one. I know, <laughs> but I was like, oh my gosh, he can't get his license. Like, what if something bad happens? And trying to prevent something bad and yeah, these non-existent future things into the present mm -hmm. and. Um, it was, I mean, literally up all night. And I was just like living in this fear, ang anxious bubble of like worrying about other people's kids. So I know if you've got kids out there, this is probably resonating with you to some degree mm -hmm. because I know, I know that like when you're running and managing a household that you are in control, you're responsible for everybody. Right. And so you're you are just in control all day. So well, then it just kind of interesting that you use that word responsibility and control. Right. Right. Did the two go hand in hand? For me, 
yeah. Mm-hmm. But is that the way that it should be? Probably not. But it's this sense of responsibility if you're in control. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, what do you think a sense of responsibility looks like if you're not the one directly in control? Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess it's like showing up and doing your part. Like, I'm trying to think if I was on a team and I have responsibilities, but I'm not the one that's in control. I'm, but see, then I'm a sub in control of like what I'm responsible for. Mm-hmm. Right. You're the coach, not the player. So, yeah. If I'm the player, though. I am responsible for doing my job, Mm -hmm. right? Whatever that may be. I'm responsible for playing that sport a certain way or playing Mm -hmm. that, you know, doing that project a certain way. Even though I'm not in control of the bigger picture, it's like I'm still in control of this little picture. Right, but also take yourself out of that player mindset, right? Okay. And whether you're a mom managing a household, a entrepreneur managing a business, a person, a leader in a in a company leading a team, yes. right? Um, because you know you we're gonna get into trying to control everything yourself actually stunts your growth. Right. You're, you end up being your own bottleneck in whatever it is because you can only actually handle, handle so, so much. much. And admitting that oh my gosh I'm my own bottleneck or I am the cap to my success right now or yes. the cap to whatever it is. Um, if you take responsibility and control, right, break them apart. Yeah. Try not to associate the two together all the time because, um, control, let's take the player third base you have, or, or let's just do left, left field, Uh, fly ball goes out there. He has control and the responsibility to catch the ball. Right. Right. What is the coach? The coach's responsibility is to prepare you for that moment right. and then let it go. Allow you to catch the ball or to drop it and then figure it out. Yes. Right? Um, if control and responsibility were like tandem hand in hand all the time, yeah. then that coach would now run out onto the field and catch, catch the ball it for himself. You. Yeah. Which would never happen. You're blowing my mind here. You know, You're I've just been my on, mind. Here, this Meg. has been like this crazy <laughs> theme that's been popping up in coaching with the the, the uh, corporate clients that I have, right. just everybody trying to catch the balls themselves, yeah, right, and it, it doesn't work like that, right, and that right. that goes back to one of our reasons, uh, or I guess the way it resonates is, a hundred percent of the responsibility is mine, but you associate that to tasks, right, not the result, right, you yeah. Know? So in, in the first episode, we we gave a couple tips on what to do to alleviate control. And, and one of them was about people being on your team, right? Nobody's against you. Yep. But then once you get that mindset of people are on your team, yep. now it's, okay, I'm maybe responsible for the result, but I'm not actually responsible for all of the efforts. So how can I delegate, right? Right. Or manage or outsource certain things that... Um, that aren't in my quote unquote genius zone, right? right? What is what am I actually responsible for? What do I want to be responsible for? Right. Do I want the responsibility of running out onto the field when I'm supposed to be in the <laughs> dugout coaching, you know, the person on first or whatever? Right. You know? Well and it's like allowing the ball to drop because then you may not win the game. However, they learn mm-hmm. and then the next time they catch it. Or, you know, it's like allowing things to happen how they're supposed to. I think 
I've gotten a lot better about that recently. I'm like, things are going to work itself out. And just controlling the anxiousness Mm -hmm. of not knowing the outcome because as a recovering control freak. (laughs) I like that. Recovering. (laughs) I'm on the up. (laughs) Yes. Um, That's one thing that, you know, is not being able to control the future. And knowing that is what causes anxiousness for me. Mm -hmm. And so I always, I do this, you know, like meditation that's like, you know, I'm going to allow things to happen. I'm going to allow good things to happen. I'm going to allow, you know, if something bad happens, I'll be able to figure it out because that's where I thrive Mm -hmm. is figuring situations out, problem solving. And so just like, easing the anxiety but also allowing you to catch the ball and it be a, a mm-hmm. great you know win and one yeah. of the best things ever um i catch myself and empowering others yeah so like even with my business um hiring somebody to do like the website and stuff i i was gonna have to do that regardless but like letting him roll with the ideas and telling me new things gave me the excitement as if I did it myself. Yeah. And I was, you know, and I was like, wow, this is so nice. And now I have my trust in this guy. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, so I'm like, it's one of those things where I was like, see, I let him like kind of run with what his ideas were. Mm -hmm. And I just trusted him, even though the person that did my website before they did a great job. They just did the most basic thing. They didn't mm-hmm. make the shopper experience what it needed to be. Um, you know, there are some things that went wrong. But that seemed like the best thing at the time for you exactly. to make that decision. I didn't know. Forgive it. Yes. And say, hey, this was the best thing at the time. Now this like this new opportunity for growth has now presented itself to me. Yes, exactly. And then he did it, and it was so great. And, I mean, we got to tweak some things, and we're still working on it. But it was one of those moments where I caught myself celebrating it mm-hmm. as if I did it myself. Yeah. Well, essentially, at the end of the day, it's like the coach celebrates, you know, the World Series, you know, on the field, too. I don't know if they do the game right. thing or not. I think they do. But, um, you know, the coach is out there, too, celebrating. He didn't actually do any of the work, but he was responsible for the output. Yes. Right? The end game. Literally, yes. the end game. And not all the efforts right? right so it goes back to efforts versus results like what's the result be results focused right results driven and it's kind of like i don't want if you get too in the weeds because you're trying to control every aspect of it uh-huh. then you see things that you don't make any sense until the very end yeah. right when everything all comes together yeah right if like baking I'm, i don't really bake but um <laughs> I think this As is how her dog shivers. I know every, oh God. every time the oven starts. The poor thing. <laughs> he shivers every like time. A leaf. Not my not my zone of genius. <laughs> cookie in the kitchen. That's not my room of genius. It's like, oh my, he shakes every time because the if you even the stand smoke by detector. The oven. Oh my gosh, it's so it's so sad. He's a control freak. He's like, don't you turn on that oven? He's and he like, starts shaking oh God, and freaking out. Hunt? Like the the smoke detector is gonna go off. And so like last night, I'm like, Rooney, just go relax. You're you're chill fine. Out. You're fine. You're chill, chill. And he goes down. He finally stopped shaking. And what do you know? The sweet Smoked potato <laughs> fries were like. I'm like, oh, my God, this poor dog hates me. But um, anyway, you were going back to an example of baking. Oh, yeah. Basically, if I come in, if if I, um, you know, 
if I order a cake from you, right, or if I want you to make me this cake and I go in and I say, okay, cake's going to be ready on Friday at 2. If I show up Friday at like 5 a.m. or Thursday night and I'm checking in on the status of the cake, mm-hmm. right, it's not going to look like the finished product of what I wanted. I'm going to be like, right. wait, why did you add in all this stuff? This stuff. This doesn't make any sense. This doesn't make any sense. This looks terrible. It's not what I wanted at all. The design, yeah. whatever. And it's it's really taking away from other people's genius zones, right? Allowing sure. people to, like your website designer, um, allowing him to be in his genius zone. Yeah. Why you felt so good about that is because you empowered him to be in his genius zone. And he's excited and passionate about it because he's like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. Look what I did. Blah, blah, blah. I'm helping you. Yeah. And then that energy gets rebounded off of you and you're like wow I feel really good too right yeah versus you should do this you should do this you should do this you should do this yep write this in this code and this in this code because I googled it once and that's what they said now I suddenly know everything about websites yes yeah so um it's been that and then also like in just like in my relationship it's been not controlling everything as in not deciding so okay I'm going to go were, back. If you missed episode one, there was a very unfortunate uh, incident with corn. But it was a great incident with corn. It ended up being a great incident with corn. So <laughs> tune back into episode uh, the first episode of For the series. For the best corn recipe. Yeah, right. Um, that's true. But it's like what really like relinquishing control over a lot of things has made me realize so many things Had about a, has myself. Has allowed you to realize. Has allowed me to realize and given so much room to him to be able to like show the way that he cares about me. And it's little stuff. I mean, it's mm-hmm. the tiny stuff like not controlling where we eat. You know, there's this whole thing where like girls never decide where they want to eat. You want to mm-hmm. know why? Because why? we make decisions all day long. It, and I decide what I'm going to wear, how my hair is going to look, what makeup I'm going to wear that day. Is it going to be a natural day look? Is it going to be full glam? Like, they're just one million decisions that go into every single day for a female. I'm like, I wear, I'm actually wearing blue today. I wear black. I don't do anything with my hair. And I wear the same makeup every day. And I 1,000% want Mexican. (laughs) That's me. Yeah, this is true. But, I'm not a normal girl, you know, though. You know, it's like not controlling <laughs> stuff like where we eat or what we, you know, is I'm just like, please take it. I don't want to decide. Make a decision. And then he feels like he gets to, like, pick but something also, that we like. But also, if and, making decisions, going back to what we said uh-huh. in the first episode, is your strength and you see somebody else mirroring that same strength, now you like that. Yes. And you have now built rapport with that person. Yes. Right? You did. That's why I like him because he makes great decisions. Because he makes decisions. His strengths. I do love it. Every time you give him the chance, every time you give somebody the chance to exemplify your strengths, yeah, uh, your general strengths in their genius zone, you will immediately love that person. Yes. Get, think back to the people who you like. Yeah. It's a, like it's me. crazy mind games, right? <laughs> it's like, wow, I'm really good at this too, but I'm not good at at baking, but this person's really good at baking and I value um, getting things done on the first try or like respecting deadlines or whatever it might be. And they did that and wow, it's really great. Oh my gosh, immediate rapport because we are alike. Yes. Right? Yes. And I like that. And people, the ego, back to our friend the ego, likes people who are like them. Yes. Yes. And, and the opposite isn't true too. That's why certain people make you more mad. Right. Right. And then it like, but it allows 
it allows room in the relationship for him to like show me he cares because this is how mm-hmm. he shows it. Like mm-hmm. doing acts of service for me is how he shows his love. So I'm here for it mm-hmm. because you want to take the trash out, please do all day. You want to pick me up ice cream, not make me go to the store <laughs> with you, please do all day long. Yeah. I will. Like, I will allow it to happen. I know. You Marco pulled me on Sunday. You're like, he's at the store. Getting like, ice what cream. What are you and doing? didn't make me go. Laying on the couch. But, like, there's, Marco like, small me. things, too, that you're saying, like, this whole mirror situation. Because uh, it was like, oh, what should I, like, what sounds good for dinner tonight? And he was like, oh, don't worry. We'll figure it out. And I, and I literally had the thought, wow, he doesn't throw it on me like most guys have, right? So mm-hmm. I was like, he... Maybe he's a control freak, but he's in on this decision, too, and I'm not, like, and it's so small, it's just dinner, but I've been in the, like, I'm in control of the whole relationship down to Mm -hmm. what we eat, Mm -hmm. where we go, when we go, how we go. Yeah, all these day-to-day things that are sneaky, right? You don't know that these are these ways that you're trying to control your life and every yes. even like many aspects of your life but they they sneak up on you they and sneak up on you yeah. yes and i remember thinking like wow i'm not always in control of what we eat and i love that i know that sounds so silly but it's baby steps and not being this giant control freak that wants mm-hmm. to control yeah every facet of my life um but anyway so yeah i do love that you say that like you find people that mirror you because he definitely is a control freak too so that's you know it's i've attracted a control freak but also i am learning because is of he him. A re- is he a recovering control freak too i don't know if he's recovering quite yet <laughs> he, he might will be after, after, this after these two episodes yeah <laughs> yes. you better perk up you yes know? i hope you're listening take some tips actually i still haven't told him about these <laughs> oh my gosh that's right we talked about him oh you got you got to go back into our dating in your thirties podcast. Um, scroll back because Lacey met her boyfriend because of this very podcast, yeah. and that's all we're gonna say. Create your you date. gotta create your date. Yeah, <laughs> create your date. I created a couple bad dates, but I learned a lot about myself. Exactly. You yeah. allowed people to be shitty. It's <laughs> I'm kidding. That's yeah. totally like yeah. that's totally. But not I will the right tell thing. you this. I have caught myself um and I think this is a lot of people when it comes to dating and being a control freak when the two mm-hmm. mix is self-sabotage. Yeah. Because I try to control everything like and I loved that past present future thing mm-hmm. that you were saying because I in the past, and we'd had this conversation a long time ago. In the past, I had this list of like things that I wanted mm-hmm. in a guy, and I was trying to control that. And I'm like trying to make the guys that I'm dating this list mm-hmm. from the past, like when I was 28. Right. And you were like, Have you ever thought about maybe that list got updated and stopped trying to like Refresh. control involuntary? Uh, Update at 3 a.m. Yes. Right. <laughs> like, let's just reboot. Yeah. <laughs> reboot. Let's We've got an update. Things. Yeah. Right. But and, yeah, and allowing yourself to change. And mm-hmm. in this new relationship, it's like there's a lot of things he crosses off the list of that old list, but there's all these like new things that are added. And I've tried to sabotage some of those mm-hmm. new things because I'm, like, trying to be in control of right. how he is just as a person. Well, and also there's 
and this is for a lot of the Enneagram types, um, go back to the first episode again, just to kind of revisit that. But, uh, you know, we do, I, I coach everything off of a personality test and there's a lot of types that are linked to, and I'm never, I never say this word right, familiarity. 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 Being familiar with things. There you go. Um, and it actually gives us more peace and comfort if it's something that we know versus something that we don't know. Even if the something that we don't know could be so amazing and the, the thing that we do know is not what we want, we still get more comfort in what we know. So yes. thinking uh, a mantra that I love, um, I actually say it a lot in Soul Cycle, is um, you know when I do my little spiel in there. But um, what is happening? What happened to me before is not happening to me now. Right. Right. Um, who I was in the past is not who I am now. Right. And allowing that separation of present and past. Right. Because we carry in all these memories, right? They're they're stored in our bodies. They're stored in our emotions. They're stored in our emotional responses of, boop, this happened. Something, like, flares up. And it's like, ah, I don't like this. Not because of anything that's actually happened now, but because of what we remember. Right. right? And because that f feeling is familiar, it has more value to us and it has more weight than yeah. something that is actually happening in the moment that you're just not familiar with. Like right. this is brand new information, but you're associating it to something that is no longer here. Right. right? And that goes back into like no amounts of guilt will, you know, uh, replace the past. And it's like allowing yourself to be in the present moment. What is real in this moment? Right. Yeah. You know, I know um, he said this and because of the way I've been conditioned, I think it means this. Yep. But, What's happened to me in the past is not happening now. How is the situation now with how I feel, how I am, who we are in the present? Right. Together, you know? Right. And actually, it's f interesting when you say it that way and I look back on it. And I think there have been a couple instances that I can remember where I've like looked back to this situation. I'm like, wait, I actually really like where I'm at right now. Or wait, this is this is great, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. So why am I trying to find something wrong or why am I trying to um, associate it to something that I've already learned my lesson on mm -hmm. or, you know, this is a different new situation. He is not any of these other people. Um, and, and same thing with business. I mean, exact mm -hmm. same thing with business. It's like, you know, my new website guy, he's not that old girl who's going to, who's just doing something basic right. he's like fresh new cool you know and he allowing knows. experiences and people and relationships to be new yeah yeah right? and actually it's made me feel a huge sense of growth mm -hmm. in both areas yeah once i have just you know kind of accepted things for what they are and not try to control what happens and i think like in dating a lot and i'm not to make this a dating Oh, no, but that's a big but part where control, like, oh, my God, you got to text sure. me back or let me control it because let me now let me text first because. Right. And then um, then I know then I'll know that familiar. Right. Yep. Then I'll know if he's not going to text me back versus wondering about it for two more days. Right. When the reality is maybe you need to allow him like, to pursue. Yeah. Allow maybe him to you pursue. need to allow him to see that you've mm -hmm. got things. Allow, allow him, him to, to miss want you. To, yeah. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. want to get in contact with you, want, wonder what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's like with the whole dating situation, it's been one of those like, yeah, you can't control it. And when you don't and you just like for me, I have this like tendency to want to know the result. So I'm like, oh, and so many people in your life will be like, oh, I met him and I just knew he was the one. Or I, it was our first date and we just looked in each other's eyes and I was like, I'm going to marry this man. And to me, that is frightening because I am like, I don't know this guy. I don't know (laughs) if I want to marry him. Yeah. And, you know, now we've dated for three plus three ish months and I'm like, I see that things are progressing and like, I'm. I am proud of myself for like allowing it to happen, but like mm-hmm. I can't sit here and be like, yeah, I'm gonna marry him. I don't know him well enough to know right. that. Well, and allowing yourself to have your own unique human experience. Yes. And not comparing it to anybody else's. Right. right. Um, even for me, you know, just not dating wise, um, although I probably could come up with a couple examples <laughs> of recent. Situations, <laughs> things you couldn't control, <laughs> or people couldn't control. Oh God, yeah. When it comes to bodily f- situations, <laughs> if you can't control it, just take Leave. it home. <laughs> yeah. Um, again, that's ugh, too soon. <laughs> I have not shaken off that PTSD yet. Um, and it wasn't you, like for the record. It was a shit situation for sure. Um, bad dates, one hundred and one. Yes. Don't we'll put take it in the book. a laxative before you go on a date. Right. I mean, don't. Zero control. <laughs> Listen, there's also problems with zero control. control. We want a nice, happy medium. Right. right? So anyway, um, but, you know, just not comparing yourself to don't compare yourself to anybody. Right. You in the past, you in the future, anybody else whose path has not been exactly yours. Right. I think alleviates a lot of control. Yeah. Because right? where do we get these ideas of what we have to compare? control and why right why do i have to control it to be this way oh because this person's doing it like this yeah right my podcast just launched on youtube and i've got 61 beloved followers thank you um <laughs> uh, like and follow me we'll tag it <laughs> but uh you know it, it's not growing right and and i'm like i was actually i i have a 90-day program called the 90 day mindset makeover and I started doing it again myself. Yeah. And I do it like once a year and I was on week three and it talks about all these self-limiting beliefs and all these thoughts that you have about yourself and when, when do you have these thoughts? And I realized I have all these negative thoughts about myself when I'm comparing them to other people. Yeah. But what I realized was I'm comparing myself against people who are like have been in this industry for five, 10, 15, 20 years. Right, right. I mean, I admire Tony Robbins, but I'm not on the same He's level. He's been in it for 42, right. 43 years. I'm like, yeah. I should not be comparing my state, like my standard. Like, I love that I aspire to be there, but again, reel it back into the present. Right. Don't compare yourself to Tony Robbins, who's yeah. like amazing. And I love him. And I, um, Tony, come on the podcast. But, um, <laughs> I'm, I realized what I realized was when I sat down and I actually thought about it, I'm comparing, I'm not comparing myself to one person who is on my level. Right. Yeah. You know? And not one, not one person who I, I graduated right. from my programs um, with, not one person. And if I did, I would probably be like very, you know, there's upward comparison too. Like I would be in a feeling much better about myself, yeah. quote unquote. 
my ego, right? Right. But I'm like, that's really interesting that why does my mind go there? I have to now control everything to get to this level yeah. in three weeks on YouTube? Right, right, yeah. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. The, so the allowing comparison. yourself to be not where you are, but when you are. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, I have to definitely do that with my business a lot, too, because there are so many brands out there. And I've become good friends with a lot of them, but a lot of them started way before me, mm-hmm. sometimes like five and six years before me. So yeah. when I see that they have 80,000 followers on Instagram, and that's actually one thing I really don't care about. But uh, I a, look a and I'm example. like, dang, how'd they get that? And I'm like, well, they were only at 40, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, two years ago when I met them. And they've grown 40,000 in two years. And then I think... Yeah, they've been at this for nine years, though. Right. And also, things change, right? Kind of like, I don't use my little, you know, um, iPhone 3S anymore, right? Things change. Instagram has changed. Right. right? Social media has changed. The algorithms are different. Nobody really blows up to get those, you know, 200,000 followers anymore. Right. Unless you're, like, a crazy situation. But back in the day, it it was kind of like that because they were pushing all these things. And But so allowing, like, the adaptability, because I think adaptability... And evolution, if you have that mindset, it it can prevent you from this self-sabotage, right? Because yeah. for me, you know, like when you're in you, when you're comparing yourself to where you want to be in the future, yep. comparing it to your present, right? Side by side, they don't make sense. Um, now I think I'm never going to get there. I'm never yeah. going to be a Tony Robbins. I'm never going to have 80,000 followers. Yeah. So now that I have fear around that... Um, now I'm going to start self-sabotaging because I don't want to fail at not being at this level on whatever timeline I had in my head. So that's where we start to self-sabotage and actually stunt our growth because we're, because I can control that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think for me, a lot of my self-sabotage is some twisted way subconsciously of trying to protect myself or trying to like. You know, go ahead and like, I'm going to go ahead and call it now so that when it goes south, I can tell everybody I already knew. Told I already so. knew. I don't, so that it won't and look Enneagram stupid. And Enneagram 3 loves a good I told you so. We we love a like, see, I already knew that was going to happen. Or I could if have you predicted had just listened that. to me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I've had to stop myself so many times from doing that, um, mostly in my relationship, in my business. I, you know, there's not really a lot of self-sabotaging other than like maybe avoiding some things, which Mm -hmm. is self-sabotaging, you know, just putting off, you know what, I don't have the bandwidth to do that. So I'm just going to put it off and avoid it and avoid it and avoid Mm -hmm. it. And now, and then I'll get to it when I get to it. But really like, these are like the prime years to be growing your social media, the prime years to um, be doing all of these things. So avoiding it is also self-sabotaging. Mm-hmm. And Right. And that's funny that you say that because actually, I think we should make this into a part three. Should we make this yeah. into a trilogy? Dang, is it already time? Yeah, it's already time. Jeez. And there's just so much more to say because this brings up a very important um, point. And it goes right into the art of allowing, but it's about this avoidant mindset. And I want to go into breaking patterns yes. of... Um, 
for a change, for that adaptability, so you don't get stuck, so you don't self-sabotage, just because I feel like I'm in control and I have this false sense of control. So I wanna wrap it up in a, in a part three. So, but it, it's gonna be all about avoidant because here's here's the kicker, and tune into part three if, um, if this speaks to you. If you have an avoidant personality or if yeah. you are avoiding things and realizing you're self-sabotaging because you are obsessed with this false sense of security and control, you create the exact opposite of what you are trying to achieve when you avoid it. Okay, say that one more time. You create the exact opposite of what you are trying to achieve when, when you, you avoid, avoid it. it. So, uh, I felt like all the lights yeah. just hit me and the heat just went. <laughs> if this mic wasn't on the table, I would drop it. Yeah. What? Um, yeah, no, don't worry. I won't do that. I know these things are expensive. But um, yeah, so tune in. Tune in for part three. We're going to wrap this up. Um, we will definitely tag all of Lacey's new website and yes. all the things in the show notes. So check those out. Um, definitely like subscribe. Uh, we will come back next week for, for part three. I can't wait. I know. Oh, my gosh. I know. It's going to be like, I'm telling you, whenever I learn to break the pattern of being avoidant and actually allow my life to happen, right, and actually, I'll, I'll bring in a quote, too, about control. And I, I think I said this on an episode last year sometime. I had this, like, 3 a.m. wake up, like, freak out about control. So I'll get into that story and what okay. I realized about actually allowing and not avoiding your life to happen. So yeah, uh, check us out next week. Tune in for part three. And as always, if we could leave you with just one thing, it would be this. Expect, Expect good, good things. things. Always. And, and they, they will happen. happen.